What are you smoking on? I'm just smoking. Uh, what what am I smoking, or what what am I smoking it out of? Oh, both. I'm asking both. <laughs> I was oh. asking what strain it was, but it's like ice cream sundae. I don't know. I bought it from. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think it's called like ice cream sundae or something like that. I don't mm -hmm. know, some goofy name. It had ice cream in it, but yeah, this is I'm, this tank thing. Hey, look at it. We got both of oh, us rocking the green. Colors. All right. Yeah. Nice, brother. <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend gave me this pretty early oh, on yeah. when we were dating. She's like, do you want this? I was like, hell yeah. Dude, that's sick. That's very cool. That's a fucking tank? Jeez, dude. Steam, Steamroll your mind right over. I love it. It's very metal. Tis, for real. It's like a bolt thrower fucking. Yeah. Bomb. <laughs> or like uh, any thrash band from like that's not Metallica. Yeah, really. Or that, well, not really this one, but there's that one Maiden album with the tank on it. Oh yeah. Oh, tank is a heavy theme. Sodom used tanks quite a bit. Yeah, that's the, that's the band <laughs> I was fucking thinking of. I was like, Sodom, they like, yeah. always had tanks. Yeah, yeah. I think it's funny because there's a. Oh, you, do you know? Are you familiar with the band Asphyx? Yes, I like them a lot. They just really came out cool. with a new. They came out with yeah. a new record like some months ago, but it had a music video attached with it. What with one of the new singles, and it was literally just like shot in front of them standing in front of a tank. <laughs> nice, <laughs> as metal as it gets, you know. Yeah, they're they're good. I like them. Oh uh, yeah, dude, Martin Van Drunnen, that vocalist, has been my <sighs> one of my dude biggest influences for the longest time. I get Pestilence tell. and friggin' SFX and also in that uh, Hail of Bullets. I, I don't know if you've ever heard that, like, war-themed death metal project that he does as well. It's just, like, all lyrics, like, very historically driven about, mm -hmm. like, different wars. It's insane. Cypher Dylan and join me as we look back on the rich history of doom metal and its sister sounds based on the recounted tales of its followers. Every week we'll have a different guest to spin their yarn. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com and subscribe and listen to it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever else you uh, can listen to podcasts. And if you have a question or anything, uh you can do uh you can fire off an email to diarydo1968 gmail.com joining me for this week's chapter long overdue guest mike vickers from leatherlung Loke. well i don't know are you a uh are you a uh new england band or are you an east coast band uh, are you because you're because right. you're here in uh brooklyn but the rest of the the rest of the cats are up in massachusetts right Yep. Yeah, we formed um, in Massachusetts. That's where I'm originally from. All of us okay. are um, uh, at least went to like school out in Boston. Our drum, our drummer. I grew up with Zach, uh, like literally since we were 
two, three years old, long, long time, best friends. Uh, Jesse grew up in a town not too far from us. And then Ben grew up in Minnesota. We all linked uh, when we were going to school, like in Boston. You know, that's oh, where, like, Minnesota. Yep, Minnesota boy. And I came out to New York in the tail end of 2012, which is also kind of a, we were in all, um, me, Zach, and Jesse were in a band prior to Let Alone. And then when that band disbanded, we formed Let Alone. And it was right as I was moving out here to New York. So it's weird in that sense that, like, you know, I mean, we're all consider ourselves, you know, Boston, Massachusetts based, but I've been out here for, you know, almost 10 years now. Oh, damn. Yeah. So yeah. you were you were part of the the OG uh, gentrification. <laughs> yes, dude, it's funny. I this is this is one of my favorite stories to tell. Originally, like my girlfriend moved out here before I did, and uh, I was taking the Fung Wah bus. I don't know if you're familiar with that bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy yeah, bus. Yeah. It's, yes, exactly. It's this death trap that you know did it back and forth to New York to Boston uh, on the hour every hour. But I was taking the bus down to New York, uh, going to visit her. She lived in Greenpoint. And I was listening to the band St. Vitus and I was trying to figure out the lyrics of something he was saying. So I go to my phone, type in St. Vitus and it auto corrects with Greenpoint. And this is like literally one of my first trips going to Greenpoint. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, what, how did it connect St. Vitus and Greenpoint? So I just click on it out of curiosity. Like I'm going to Greenpoint. What the, what is this? And like, it opened up like new bar opening, like, you know, heavy metal. It was like showing all this, this stuff for St. Vitus, the bar. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and it was this new, it was this new bar opening literally two blocks you know from where my girlfriend had moved in so you know on my first visit here i'm walking this and say vitus had just opened um i go in there and i'm like oh my gosh like i mean we have nothing no n- nothing like that in boston like that comes close to touching what saint vitus is in terms of like the heavy metal aesthetic like true heavy metal bar the whole vibe and everything i walked in there and i it felt like i was home you know i, was, I could just like I couldn't believe it, <laughs> and uh, at the time it was it was just a bar. Um, there was like I, I felt like there was like some simmering talks of there being a show, but and they had that space in the back, but it didn't really seem clear what was going on. So for the first year, I was like just living at Saint Vitus, like I was there all the goddamn time, and uh, I absolutely loved that place. And then they slowly, you know, started doing the shows thing, and now it's like you can't even really you wouldn't even think of it as a bar; it's a venue. You know what I mean? So yeah. I've definitely, I've definitely yeah. seen, seen the the shit changing is where I'm, is where I'm getting at with this. You know? <laughs> That's like the beginning of like a fucking eighties movie. Like you, or like you were like Axl Rose in the video from uh, welcome to the jungle and you but it was the opposite where you're like, what is this amazing place I've walked into? I'm serious, dude. Where they the had all these like, dead roses paved. hanging upside down. I was like, what the fuck? Exactly. Where the roads are yeah. paved with barbed wire. <laughs> and, and all of the drinks cost $5. Dude, and no signage. The, there was the one the one thing was a black yeah, exactly. cross exactly. that's been there forever. Taped like half, like haggardly taped to the wall. Like that's that legit only signage. I, I loved it. Like I fell in love immediately. You know, I had a... Uh, I already are known about Duff's at that point just because it was legendary, you know, but I didn't know having something this that was now so close to me that was right up my alley. I was so hyped about it. And then just what it turned into. Exactly. Like, we, oh, my gosh. The, the shows that, that I saw there. there. Yep, exactly. You know, you know, I don't need to tell you. Like, I, I, I definitely did not 
get into going to St. Vitus when it was like, it was already like an established thing by the time I started going and, you know, I miss it dearly. It's like second home. I mean, that's, ba that's yep. basically where we met was at St. Vitus, yep. you know? Yep. Yep. Um, For sure. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I, I look at like, you know, they have that t-shirt that says all of the bands that have played there. And I've seen like, I've just a couple of those and uh, I feel lucky that I've gotten to see them, you know? Um, Seriously. I've said it Seriously. so many times before, but like, I think the show that I did get to see last year that was probably the best was Blood Incantation. Hands down, that was like the best show that, that yep. I got to see of like the, I don't know, eight <laughs> or so. Yeah. Oh, what, what was your last show? What was your last show before the, the, uh, the last show was yeah. last show was Weed Eater. I saw you there. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dude, that week, that week leading up to the end. I've, I'm grateful that I had as much gusto as I did because I saw Weed Eater. I went to some other sick show. I forget what it was. Then I saw, it's funny, all of me and my friends call them Sausage Bong, but Sanguisuga Bog, they were playing. It. That was the, yeah, we all call them Sausage Bong. That was the last one that I saw, and it was at St. Vitus, and they covered Sweet Leaf. It was so sick. Oh, my gosh. Went out on a high note for sure. But, yeah, that that week like leading up to it was like, we, it was something. I, I, yeah. It, it might have been High on Fire and Power Trip, too, or something. Or was it? I saw, I saw you. I saw you there in November, but I was across the bar and I couldn't get across. So I was like, oh, "Well, yeah. I'll see." Yeah, that was insane, dude. That was an insane show. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I remember at the. I, I've said this many times so far, but like, I remember at the Weeders show, we were just like, "Hmm, this is definitely not a packed house." Like, and even right. by the standards of like it being who it is, and like elsewhere being like kind of a bigger, like a slightly bigger venue than like Vitus yep. or whatever. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm getting some weird vibes now. And, you know, you know, it's so funny. I, ha I have a funny story are. about that too. It's because it's like a hindsight 2020 thing, but we were at that show, me and my buddy, there was this chick like smoking in front of us and she was, you know, she was trying to pass the joint and like nobody was taking it. And literally seconds before this, my, my buddy had accidentally blew the cherry out of our joint. We we're like, Oh no, like all bums. And like oh, she's and this girl's like looking around like to pass the joint. And nobody's like taking it. And she's like, I can't believe I'm at a weed eater show and nobody's willing to take this joint. We heard her say it, you know. And I was like, Oh, yo, we'll grab it, you know. I was hyped. Oh, that was that was my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, no way. No, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, dude, oh <laughs> no, 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 no. She gosh. wouldn't have been content doing that. It's <laughs> so funny. But no, dude, it was hilarious. And then you know, and we were all laughing about. Wasn't that weird? Like. We, we just lost our joint and nobody wanted to take that joint. You know, now looking back, we were uh, like, you know, that was people were saying no because it was the beginning of the, you know, start of people to talk about the pandemic. And, you know, yep. like, so, <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn. Yeah. Anyway, that's a long way of saying that um, we we were supposed to record an episode. That's right. Last, last year, like, yeah, in, in person, like, I think or something i don't know i think i was supposed to see like go see king buffalo and then but we were gonna do it like during the day or some shit and then we were just trying to reschedule it and you know i'm sure just like i think you said like shit just got kind of wacky and it was yeah. like let's just circle back on it you know mm -hmm. whatever so but uh here it is fucking finally yep, <laughs> yep. i'm very happy um, to do it yeah so thank you again for coming on um and you kind of alluded to it a little bit growing up in uh up in massachusetts but like where you grew up you didn't have the bar like you didn't have a saint vitus so like what were your early music experiences then funny you know people always talk about like the the quirky like venues 
uh, when you're like a local, you know, punk band growing up, the VFWs, the, mm-hmm. uh, the Elks Lodges and all that, the church spaces. And yep. I definitely, I grew up like loving like hardcore punk music, but the Mecca for us happened to be this place called Roller Kingdom. And it was a, like a roller rink, you know, by most, most of the time. And then on Fridays they would have $5 shows and it would be like hardcore bands. I saw like, I don't know how familiar where you, you are with that world or whatever, but I like shipwreck, have hard guns up, like all those like Boston, new England, hardcore bands, calling of Arabia, hundred demons, death threat. All, they would come there, um, which was like just in the next town over. So I would just get exposed to like all this stuff by going Going, that was our local VFW Elks Lodge show that, that that had it, and it just happened to be a roller skating rink, which was hilarious because there were many times where like the lead singer would still have on roller skates or something to be funny, and like come do this, like come right off the rink and like come do a set or like something like that, you know. It so it's almost like place, you're but... guessing. It's like, will someone from the band like put on roller skates? And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stupid, where yeah. it's like, and it's. All- Almost like if it doesn't happen, it would kind of be like, well, it was kind of nice that it didn't happen. It's like, oh, well, there it is. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, totally. But yeah, no, I grew up uh, and I, it's, you know, me and Zach, my, uh, our guitarist, uh, we share the same story. Like I said, we've been best friends our entire childhood growing up. And we were doing all the same shit music wise. So that was the spot for us. Like this, this place called Roller Kingdom in Hudson, Mass. We saw countless like hardcore punk shows there. And then... We used to travel out to the city to this bigger spot called the Palladium. Are you familiar with Massachusetts much at all? Oh um, yeah, you have any I've reason to, to be. I've been to Boston okay. a couple of times, and that's. About are you it. familiar? With, are you familiar with Worcester? Yes, talked with the band Conclave from Worcester. Oh from Worcester. shit! Hell yeah! yeah. Yep. You know, I'm, yep. I, yeah, I've, I talked to like uh, uh, Jerry. I talked to Terry too, but he's not from Worcester. He's uh, he's from like. Well, he doesn't live in Mass. He lives in like New Hampshire or something, like on the yep, border. New Hampshire, yep, I believe. Yep. Um, I think that's what he said. Sorry, Terry, if you're listening. Um, but yeah, yeah, and you know, of course, we made. Fun. I'm just like, how the fuck do you is Worcester? You know? Oh, I know. It's like you look at the. But yeah, I know about it. Um, yeah. I'm pretty yeah, no, sure. Are... Oh, you know what? I got rear-ended in in Worcester. I believe that makes perfect sense. It, there's a there's some infamy in Worcester in terms of like horrible intersections and just bad driving in general. Yeah, I for real. It. I, I, let me see if I can find it. I, uh, oh, I don't know if it was Worcester, but what had happened was the 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 person who drove into me, their address. I, I found their the picture still on my phone because that's what you're supposed to do, like take the pictures and you yeah, know yeah. Uh, you file them for the insurance report. And I saw that her address was on Worcester, so I was like, oh, I gotta tell the guy. Just be like, yo, you fucking shitty ass drivers in Worcester. <laughs> yep. You ain't wrong. No, we're infamous for that. And it's a hundred percent true. hundred percent true. A lot of aggression. But the reason why I bring up Worcester was because that, you know, we had the smaller type of DIY venue with the roller kingdom. And then we would go out to Worcester to see like the bigger types of shows. Mm-hmm. And that's where we, that's where we met Jesse. Uh, I think we were at like a barrier dead show. Uh, <laughs> when I say bigger, that's where I'm going. Like it was like right. a, a Casey strain, barrier dead, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we bumped it to him. Like his plug fell out of his ear. And Zach also had plugs. And they, he was trying to help him <laughs> like find <laughs> it on the ground. And that's where the that's where the initial friendship started. So yeah, we had we had the Palladium and we had Roller Kingdom. And we're like two big hubs for us in terms of like catching music. None of them were in the hometown or close to get to, but they were worth it. Yeah. And is that how you got like kind of more exposed to metal and whatnot? 
Yeah, I think, you know, uh, I kind of, I was always, I always like liked rock adjacent music. And then in 1999, I was at a buddy's house and he was playing N64. He just got the new wrestling game. Uh, it was like WCW Mayhem or something. And Slayer had a track on it. Uh, Here Comes the Pain, which eventually would get released on God Hates Us All a few years later. But it it's the this demo version of this track is insanely heavy. It's I'm surprised the <laughs> NXT Four can even fucking handle yeah. it. Right. And I heard that song and that seriously changed my goddamn life. I didn't even know it was possible for music to be in that direction. I was blown away. And that sort of set me off. I was a just this huge Slayer fan. Like I, I got super into that. That that's that uh, that Slayer song, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Which led me to, at this time, this is ninety nine, so, Corn, uh, what was that? What, Issues was just coming out. Uh, Slipknot, Iowa was my yeah. bread and butter. Wouldn't wouldn't be here without it. That record, uh, System of a Down, Toxicity, all that stuff was like, you know, that was my my coming up, like just insane heaviness. Love, love, love new metal, and then. When I hit, you know, high school, uh, I started just finding out that, like, you know, you could go, like, see bands and, like, there you have the space where shows are happening. And that's where I just started to get exposed to, like, actual punk and hardcore. I didn't even know that was, like, really a scene and things going on. And once I found out there was kids that were, like, super into this and just, like, just the the, the whole vibe of, you know, hardcore music, you know, when you're young and and Mm -hmm. you see... Like brings you it traps brings you right in and uh, that was that was totally it for me all up until I got to college like was super into hardcore we started like a hardcore band me Jesse Zach called Abomination I don't even know where I was going with this but yeah hardcore <laughs> was hardcore was the was the foundation that's 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 for sure yeah Re- of a recurring motif on this on yes. this show for sure oh yeah yeah I'm sure it's that seems to be the case for a lot of people. It's been said many times by many people that there's a lot, so much hardcore that um, has influenced Doom, even though it's like the opposite. But I always joke that Doom is just really slow hardcore. <laughs> yep. So besides um, the like, you know, epic N64 Slayer song, like, do you have a specific album that you th- like kind of turned you over? And and more so, like, do you? like when did you start finding about like the other stuff when it was like more underground because you know you're like a huge death metal fan and all that too oh yeah oh yeah um you know that's that's a good question i think really it was it was definitely a slow progression and it was just the more you went to shows the more you got exposed to the opening acts and -hmm. the more you got to see different stuff out there in terms of like an album that sort of like put me on a different path interestingly enough Witch Cult Today from Electric Wizard. I heard mm. that um, on somebody's MySpace profile in 2006. And I didn't oh know. Oh, my what God. The- I can't even imagine <laughs> what yeah. I what my response to, like, listening to Electric Wizard. I don't think my 16-year-old brain would be able to deal with it. And uh, I was, like, just really. Uh, it was the song Dunwich, which is not even. It's a standout track for them, but it's also very unique compared to like the whole body of the Electric Wizard sound. But that record in particular just kind of changed my whole view on what heavy music was, like what the, what the word heavy even meant and just like what you could do with music. I was I have never like 
like I said, I was always like that's Slayer was one of my first loves, which transitioned right into new metal. And you're what you know, I'm I'm getting also getting at that. I was just like obviously chasing like ignorantly heavy stuff. But when I heard Electric Wizard, that like totally it just uh, I feel like at that at that time I was listening to a lot of like what people probably would call like deathcore. It mm-hmm. was like despised icon, suicide silence, like stuff like that. <laughs> and uh when I heard that, that shit was fucking huge. <laughs> oh like, yeah, yeah. Don't at that wrong, point you know? in time. Yep, yep, yep. And I, you know, and I still have a lot of love and respect for those bands and those records when they're first coming out and their impact they had on me. But that being said, it was still very much in the vein of just like chasing that heavier, more ignorant thing. And then when I heard Electric Wizard, it was like, wait, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa. This is uh this is a spiritual level of heavy. I didn't even realize, you know. So that I would say that album totally kind of switched my perspective and just opened me up to that world, the Electric Wizard world, the B horror movies, the hardcore weed smoking, um, the other adjacent bands, um, mm-hmm. Sleep. Um, that they kind of turned me on to just like so many things. Oh my gosh, Winter Trouble. Pentagram, you know, St. Vitus, they would have all this, they would make like any interview would read with Jess or if you got any of the vinyls from them, like it would, they would always list Cathedral. They'd be always listening to these bands. I would just go off that, like boom, 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 boom. Um, so I just became a huge, I was still like very much into the, into hardcore and death metal and stuff like that. But this, once I heard Electric Wizard, that just, totally open i don't even know if we were if i was calling it stoner metal or if i saw that term when that first came out but it was doom metal was definitely a thing the, the term yeah that was the term that was being used like at the time for sure and i feel like i became a doom metal head after hearing that record that totally switched up the vibe for me in terms of like chasing the dragon for heavy <laughs> i, I just like, remember well, reading I found the term <laughs> stoner metal and i was like stoner metal what the hell I should listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. No, and for, dude, for the longest time, I actually wasn't smoking weed, but I would constantly at parties. That that was like my intro line because I was, people would go to pass me the joint or like ask me if I smoke weed. I was like, no, I don't smoke weed, but I do listen to Electric Wizard. <laughs> just to keep that. <laughs> just, I'm not, I'm not a square. Okay. <laughs> and then everyone was like, cool. Who's that? <laughs> yeah. But then, when I, um, you know, and then I, I don't know how old I was when I started smoking, probably like 2021 20, when I did start smoking weed, which then I was already a massive Electric Wizard fan at that time. So to then go from not smoking weed, listening to them a, a shit ton, and then to going into this period where I'm revisiting all of it again as a stoner just made it like that my love for them that much more intense. I was like, oh my God, I was missing this whole fucking aspect of it as well. <laughs> like, yeah. so they're, they're near and dear to my heart, that band in particular. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love them. I know I know they get some flack, but. Oh yeah, I, like I mean, there's a lot of things that you could poke at in terms of just the, the trajectory that the band has gone through, the lineup changes, the weird dramas along the way the change-ups in sound, you know, what have you, for sure. But in terms of what they did for me, in terms of exposing me to, like, a whole new realm of heavy, they did the trick on Witch Cult Today, which obviously you listen to Witch Cult Today. Great, great record in their discography. But like I said, I went in on that. I hadn't even heard Dope Throne yet. Come right, Fanatics. Then I'm opening these doors. I'm like, Dope Throne? Oh, my fucking, you know. 
you know, I don't need to tell you. <laughs> nah, you don't have to tell me. I, 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 I know. I've definitely, I've listened to it so much. It's just, it's just disgusting. You know, it's just yep. disgusting. It's a good way to describe it, but gloriously disgusting. So you were, you said you were in a band beforehand with Zach and uh, another dude uh, called Abomination yeah, Jesse. and yeah. uh, Jesse. And uh, thank you. And um, so uh, then Abomination split and, um, you did did you do anything else in there because uh that obviously wasn't let alone right away no well abomination was like a uh, a very hard heavy hardcore band again like even when we were we would kind of joke because we uh, me jesse and zach we were all coming from this camp of like really loving these like diy like hardcore bands like i brought up before like shipwreck and guns up and half heart and stuff like that but we we're also at the same time going to these like deathcore shows so we just really loved the intense slam gnarly heaviness that those bands brought but the diy passion and you know messages that these other bands brought so we tried like bringing those together like with abomination just going like super heavy hardcore band very like crossover in many ways we at that time in my life i was like getting i was very into black metal and stuff like that. So we're really trying to bring in a lot of that influence. And we were going probably, I would say from 2008 until we had our last show in 2013. That's when I started growing my hair out actually uh, at the, the abomination <laughs> last show. <laughs> but uh, nice. yeah. So uh, leather lung became an answer to us. We didn't, we didn't want to end abomination. It was unfortunate circumstances, a lot of crazy stuff, uh, super crazy stuff, honestly. But we very much still had stuff to say, had music we wanted to write, still had stuff we wanted to go. So after the dust settled with abomination, I would say, you know, about a year passed and we got our shit together. A buddy of ours introduced us to Ben, our drummer, the drummer now, and and uh, it, that's where it all, we were at a party and we had brought up, hey man, like when we were coming to the table with Lara Long, we we're like, we really, uh, Doom Riders is like a, a are you familiar with Doom oh, Riders? Yeah, they rule. Have you yeah, heard of that? They band? rule. Okay. Oh, yes. yeah, they kick ass. They're um, awesome. I like all of, yes. I like all of like the, the cave in adjacent bands. Yeah. So one of the members of Doom Riders, his name's Chris Papecki. He, he grew up in the same town as me and Zach. Clinton, Massachusetts. So we have always been familiar with him through his old bands and through Doom Riders. So we've been diehard Doom Riders fans since the jump, just because the hometown hero and they're fucking awesome. So we always love like that Doom Riders sound. We've always like, that's always like been something that's been important to us. And we were, when we were coming to Leatherland, we were like, we want to do like a Doom Riders meets I Hate God meets what, what, what were I mean, we even I, saying I, I at would, the time? Church, would, Church of Misery, I know it's huge yeah, for yeah. us. But we also were like, wanted to bring some of the hardcore and stuff like that, like not be obtuse with it, but like that is where we come from, especially like at least with the DIY attitude and things of that nature. So that was like kind of like the essence of mm-hmm. how it started, where, you know, where, where the jumping point was. And that was, I guess, like in 2013, end of 2013, beginning of 2014, we started writing and we put something out, I'm pretty sure by the end of 2014, um, a demo type record that we recorded with our buddy. I mean, I, I would call Leather Lung like Party Doom. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, because it's got like that downtuned sound of a Doom stoner band and it's got like some mm-hmm. jammy parts. But 
you've also got like that very 90s energy and vibe that uh, you don't hear as much in like the current uh, Doom bands where it's more of the dreary sound. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But it's clear that you enjoy a lot of different kinds of music, you know, and in your sound. So just like having a little bit more energy or energy that's directed in a different way that helps let the lungs stand out. You know, that's why, you know, it's, I mean, you had the crowd moving, man, at St. Vitus, you know, I've seen the videos. That's it. That's what it, that's, I mean, that is a hundred percent our objective. You know, I can't like when people find out that you're in a band, but oh, what type of music is it? Blah blah blah. I've just gotten prone to saying it's drinking music. We're, totally. we're we we come to <laughs> we come to bring the party. We come to like have a good time. Like get off. Like I don't care what night of the week it is. This is your chance. Like enjoy yourself. And like that's literally that's the vibe. I'm a music nerd. You're a music nerd. Let's fucking party. Like <laughs> you know, no 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 qualms about it. Like that's that's what we're here to do. Just like literally go off and um, hopefully that you'll want to join in. You know, if you see how unabashedly we're trying to dance and get off and have a good time hopefully mm-hmm. it'll loosen you up to do the same you know i mean it certainly did for me um and then you know you're talking and you're 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 the vocalist of the band so like you were talking about uh Sphix earlier being a big influence i mean i feel like you know obituary it's like very john tardy approach to things <laughs> like that Spit yep. snar- like that spit snarl i guess is what you would call it no question dude one of the, dude, the tardy brothers he uh, He's a hair idol and he's a vocalist idol, no doubt. He <laughs> did motherfucker has some long ass hair. He does, dude. Still does. He does. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No. For in terms of influences on me, I would say, you know, growing up, I was huge into uh Lamb of God and Randy Blythe. I think just what he brought in terms of like actual technical ability as well as intensity that I've that's what I respected most about him. Like, uh, even when he had drunken nights, he still performed like insanely well. And it was very clear that he was talented at vocals and not just like a crazy person, um, which I just always like really love that he had the ability to deliver as well as like do an awesome stage performance. Um, so that's always somebody who has really, I've like really like looked up to also just even, you know, coming from Boston and stuff like that, we have, the pool of, of influences is, is insane. Like I was bringing up Doom Riders earlier, but also bands that converge. Somebody mm. like Jake Bannon. Like I'm not trying to draw lines between me and Jake Bannon, but I'm the intensity that he brings to the stage, the element of danger. Like those are things that influence me. You know, in terms of what makes me value certain things in a vocalist and whatnot. So uh, I would say, you know, Randy. Uh, what's another like somebody who I'd really like credit? You're do you were right with the tardy. I would have said that. I'm serious. And who who would be like another like somebody who I'd really like credit? You know who who else? I don't know if you're familiar with the band Trash Talk. I uh, yes, you know I who? am familiar. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I definitely know them because I have a band, yeah. a buddy of mine who's a big fan of Trash Talk. Um, so he's talked about them a lot. I don't know if I've ever actually listened to them. So yeah, no, it's but like yes, I know yeah yeah in their earlier records it was very like intense power violence crossover with hardcore and um i've always the vocals of that band lee um i we got we were fortunate enough to see him a bunch uh coming up like when trash talk was first starting and he always brought a certain intensity to the stage that 
you couldn't look at him and then not want to move. Like you just couldn't be a stick standing there. And after you saw like the intensity and fun, like he was trying to get grabbed from you. So that would be like another like massive influence on me. It's funny because we've gotten show reviews and stuff and then, and then we've been called like the, uh, I'm the like the David Lee Roth of Doom because of all the the, the kicking and scissor kicks and shit like that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You got have been cover, right? I did. I would. I would. Unchained. Oh, unchained. Yeah, I would do that. Um, we've also, funnily enough, we've been compared to early Incubus and 311. <laughs> You brought up some night. I know, dude. What the fuck? I know, but you said it's not Incubus. I like because I I liked a couple of Incubus albums back oh, in yeah. the day, yeah, and I'll they're still pretty good. I uh, I don't really see the resemblance between you no. guys. Like, so I think somebody was trying to draw the lines of the '90s thing. Right, the '90s. They caught that '90s. Like they weren't. They didn't articulate it well, in my opinion. But I was like, I, I mean, three eleven. <laughs> it's like, funny just to hear that. That's like right? someone could just go up to you and just be like, you know what? You're fucking ugly. Like, <laughs> yeah, is, like yeah, really. Oh, cut me on that one. What, huh? a, what an unfortunate. And look, I know Sorry. there's some people out there that enjoy 311. And that's fine. But I reserve my right to shit on that band. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> they don't deserve a fucking day out of the year. <laughs> yeah, dude, right? Now, you, you dropped... Uh, your second record lonesome ornery and evil uh, a couple years yep. ago it was a fave mm-hmm. of mine when it came out it's a lot of fun i listened to it again uh earlier today just to refamiliarize myself with it. it it's it's cool to me that it's just a little over 27 minutes and it's like just the right amount of like noodly and whatnot and i think mm-hmm. that just sort of shows your like sense of uh it's a sense of restraint for sure you know, like you're, it's not overly noodly, like I said, and or anything like that, but it's still, all that sound is still there. So it's interesting to me how it, you know, has the same punch and density as, you know, some of these albums that are like 45, 50 minutes, you know, hour long or whatever, but you got it in a nice little 25 minute package. I, I will tell you that we labor intensely on the concept of songwriting and writing and truly writing appropriate parts to fit into other parts and not just riffing to riff or noodle to noodle or doing something. Everything is meticulous. Like the songwriting aspect of Oland is very meticulously crafted and labored <laughs> and labored upon and intensely talked about. So like when we, we do try and do a good job of distilling it down to uh, what we're just, you know, we're trying to, it's, we do put an effort into distilling it into it's just no fluff. Yeah, I would say so. And I think that's one of the things about the music. And that's why I think you get people going at shows because it's you're coming at them with a different, with that redirected energy that maybe they're not used to all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a product also of... You know, it's something that I've actually reflected reflected upon after the fact. It wasn't it wasn't directly something that we were trying to do from the get go. But now, upon reflection, I've realized um, just coming up like in the hardcore and punk scene and having the interaction that you have with the singer 
uh, on stage, like in mo most of the times, like especially in that genre of music, there is often a front person. So there's not somebody, a lot of the times, like in the doom and stoner genre, you have somebody who's doing vocals and also doing an instrument. So you're not really having that same interaction of people coming at you to sing the words or like jumping up on stage or, you know, be willing to have that same interaction. So it's like kind of interesting that like, we've been able to like bring in some of that energy, not, not necessarily the, the aggression, but some of that energy from like, mm -hmm. the punk and hardcore intensity that, you know, some uh, other doom and stoner just doesn't seem to really hit in the same, in that same way, you know? Yeah. It's like uh it, it's like a positive, sort of a positivity thing. Like, you know, you know, doom and stoner metal is very like dreary atmospheric and fuzzy and all that's great. And I love it. Um, But, you know, I do like to, jump around a little bit sometimes you know it's like weird when you see moshing at like a doom metal show but then like it you know when you got leather lung tearing shit up and throwing everybody for a curveball been to whataburger no i never been to whataburger no where, where, uh, where are those west is that west coast base where's that based uh texas that's where i went to oh texas i okay, gotcha it's really good mm -mm. kicks ass good fast never food. and fortunately i do have a bad a bad spot in my heart for checkers are you familiar with checkers <laughs> yeah we have it's the checkers this... around here it's, yeah, uh, I, uh, I found once, myself. It was not great. <laughs> oh no, no, it's horrible. But I found myself many, many nights. Uh, there's one not too far from Duff's, which is a uh, what you would call a death trap oh, yeah. um, for me. <laughs> there was many nights where I stumbled out of Duff's and ended up in Checkers, just because it was there. I guess because it was there. Yep. <laughs> I I went to a Checkers uh, driving home from Canada and like needed to eat something. I was like, oh, I guess I'll eat at the Checkers at this this stuff. And I was like, this feels like miniature fast food to me. Like I felt like the fries were small, the burger was really yeah. small. Like I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I, it looked like it was gonna be like this big. <laughs> I was very surprised. Oh, oh you must have. You must have messed up because you know what I get, which is I literally get the bacon zilla. So you can tell by the Zilla in the name that this, you know, this is intense. <laughs> it's larger than uh, ordinary, and it's filled uh, with grease. I, I must have fucked up. Shaves years off your life. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the Baconator a couple times, so I've definitely carved oh, okay. up a year or two. So yep. I, yep. I hear you on that one. What's one crazy touring story? Oh, let me think. Well, before this last tour that we went on, um, I broke my collarbone two days before we left so i don't know i know this is a this is an audio thing but you can probably even see how see how, i don't know if you yeah. can see the video how it's like still yeah yep so yeah call it calling the dudes from the er and being like hey man uh i know we're leaving in two days but uh, uh i broke my collarbone i don't know how bad this is gonna be i ended up sticking it out and it ended up being awesome uh it was i mean in the sense that i thought it was going to be i mean it hurt it was horrible but they did hook me up with like pain meds and all that stuff and we were certainly having a good time along the way but it was it became this awesome moment of camaraderie at every show 
where people would see me in the sling, they'd be asking me about it. And then we'd share their co- breaking their collarbone stories. So just along the way, I heard a bunch of awesome, like breaking collarbone stories, flipping four wheelers, getting hit with golf clubs, fights, like, you know, all this like great <laughs> breaking your collarbone stories. So, you know, that was just like, we, it was actually, uh, we played, um, what was it? Descendants of Cromfest in Pittsburgh. And they had this. Oh, nice. They had this this awesome like MC woman who would like come up and like announce the bands or you know right before they're about to play, and she's like, right before Let Alone comes on, she's like, y'all might think I forget how she put it exactly, but it was so it was so good. She's like, y'all think you're tough, y'all think you're intense, but have you ever gone on tour with a broken collarbone? Like she like <laughs> gave us like the dopest intro, like it was great. Like she like totally brought her you know brought the crowd up and mm-hmm. shit. It was it was awesome. But it was just really funny, like having so many doubts and being so worried about, you know, did I just ruin this tour? It's not just me. This is three other people depending on me. You know, like this, this sucks. I can't believe I, but it ended up being like <laughs> quite an awesome experience in the end. Like we were able to pull off the shows, no problem. Everybody, like there was a lot of camaraderie and just like people totally like understood and appreciated that, you know, I was still willing to get up there. So it actually like made for like these really like intense, like awesome shows. So that's definitely like been one of my favorite like things so far. And probably just like, you know, probably made your like bond with the band a little bit stronger too. Cause it's just like, they're like, oh, man, this is going to be a shitty ass tour. It's just like, man, this tour's kicking ass. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I also had shit, but (laughs) I, I I really had to give it up for them too, because obviously me having my arm out, that meant loading in and loading out where it's not an option, you know, for me. So they had to pick up extra weight. They had to pick up extra driving. So, you know, props to them on, you know, dealing with it as well. But we liked, we definitely made the best of like what could have been a horrible situation and kind of like ended up with like a bunch of great stories, like because of it, you know, you're kind of in a unique position where, you're in a band, you're signed to a cool ass label, but like we were talking about earlier, you know, I've run into you at shows and shit like that, but shows that you're invested in the scene just as much as you are like with your own music. So like at the end of the day, are you still just a fan who also just happens to sing in a band? Massively. Oh my gosh. Massively. <laughs> and that's, I get, I, I, I have no room left in my brain for names. It's only filled with band facts and stupid fucking trivia like, <laughs> of, of, of that regard. Like it's all music related junk in there. And uh, I, that's it. I love talking music with anybody who's like down to talk about it. And I'm con- like, I'm constantly making playlists and sharing it out with friends to expose them to new stuff so they can talk about it with me. Like I am, I'm, I'm feeding, I'm constantly feeding everybody I know new music so that hey did you see that this came out blah, blah, blah. i heard this and thought of you you know like i want i'm always trying to like get keep the music conversation going i'm a massive man always and all and not very much not limited to metal either or like uh, i love country i love hip-hop i love i've seen you bump uh, in destiny child oh yeah oh dude listen anything 90s you you got me in the hook uh, and do not pull <laughs> it was a, a glorious do not make period Oh, do not make it a karaoke night either, because like if once the '90s music gets going, I can't be stopped. I can't be stopped. My first records, I, well CDs rather, I got I when I was a child. Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill, Sugar Ray, Floored. Oh man, Third Eye Blind, <laughs> self-titled. Yeah, '90s child through and through. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely, and probably Green Day. Dookie was in there too, right? I mean, I think that's the, for the majority of our generation. Yeah. <laughs> 
Doogie yeah, no, and am... um, what was the other one that they put out? Oh, maybe that was just a great. They they put out like a great. Maybe that's what it was. They had like a really good greatest hits. Oh yeah, they, they had, it, yes, they did have a greatest hits that came out right after that. Yeah, I international that was... super something or other. Yes, international. Yeah, something. Or other. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Uh, when I was in third grade, we had the international draw, super so hits. Yeah, because they had that yeah. that album cover with the with the block letters and it was with the, with the, yep. uh, the color splashes or whatever it is, color stripes. But yeah, Dookie was good. Oh yeah. When I was in third grade, I drew my, a self portrait of myself and I put myself wearing a green day hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just so not that band anymore. No, my God. He's embarrassing. He, he's had so many embarrassing stage moments at this point. Just like some bad looking like rock star behavior type shit. Like, yes, you're a great Yes, you have a legacy, but that's a bad look. Definitely had some rough things. I'm speaking about the singer, you know, over the years. Yeah. Oh, I I remember like uh, after, well, I just remembered being done after I saw the the Broadway play because it was so terrible. (laughs) They did a Broadway play? Yeah, of um, I, oh, I guess it was, it was American Idiot. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> it was quite bad. Oh my god! Oh yeah. yeah, that was a polarizing like, album as it was. I don't know how well it's aged, um, because it is mm. just so much just Bush era. You know, like it's just that period of time, and yep. I haven't done a full listen to it in fucking God knows how long. But I just remember after that being like, I'm good. I think I'm. I think I'm done. And uh, yeah, yeah, then all this weird shit <laughs> happened. Like my favorite, favorite, favorite Green Day story ever was when they said something about touring and playing like shows that they couldn't do within a year. <laughs> the, guy, the person oh. in the article said they're either time travelers or very bad at math. <laughs> they basically said they're oh playing like, 400 shows in a year. And it's like, you can't do that unless you play <laughs> double upsets. You can't do it. Literally. That's insane. <laughs> it's very funny. So yeah, but yeah. you know, homie all you know, he also had a he also had a, a an addiction problem, which is never good. Gotta deal right. with that. Right. Absolutely. But moving away from Green Day, uh, uh what have you been listening to lately since you're talking about, you know, new music and and always having playlists and stuff okay. like that? Right on the tip. There's been like a, a, a nice resurgence of like really good power violence, grindy, like crossover hardcore bands like Gulch. Are you familiar with Gulch? Who's, who's yes, Gulch is Gulch is a little bit. Uh, I think they're very good, and I say they're not really my thing, but they are very good. I have lots of friends who love that band. Yeah, that's a band that's been like setting the tone, I think, uh, recently with like a lot of uh, similar artists coming out of the Bay, I guess you could say. There's this band Spy, S-P-Y, um, who's, that. Uh, that I just started listening to recently. It's a similar vibe as Gulch, very intense, like just hard, hardcore, like really grimy, dirty, like in your face, awesome, like really tinges of crust and power violence in there that is just really delectable this band terminal nation have you heard of that band yeah Terminal Nation. again uh, i like them yes oh yeah i've been freaking out leather envy and a couple other songs on that record holocene extinction have been blowing my goddamn mind um and then there's this another band in this realm still is uh, called bib b-i-b have you heard okay. of them they're awesome lead singer's got super cool energy the whole van the whole band has like 
the killer style. I just love it. And again, it's on this like hardcore, like crusty vibe, but they introduce like this, I don't know, just like this really cool, like danceable groove into it. I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but once you hear it, it'll kind of click. But that band Bib, I've been loving that. Um, and that's for like hardcore type stuff. In terms of death metal, I've obviously been nonstop with the frozen soul. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I love that so much. It's like, yep. if you love Bolt Thrower, here it is, just wicked cold and like, uh, you know, up to date technology and sound. And like, it's like, it delivers tenfold. I just, I can't get enough of that. They, have, so they have great so merch. Yeah, everything, really cool top merch. to bottom. Dude, I, everybody in that band looks cool. The merch looks cool. And the whole package of what they are. And yeah. let me tell you this I don't know if you know this. And I apologize if this. I was listening uh, to Metallica the other day, and I had "Trapped Under Ice" blaring. And 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 in the song, he's there's a there's a line where he goes, "I forget, frozen soul, something blah blah blah." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's where they got their name from." Took they got it from the trapped under they got they took it from Metallica's "Trapped Under Ice," which is awesome. I just love like those little like when you find out shit like that. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's sick." For a while, I kind of begrudged them because I was like. Aren't they from Texas? Like, what is this whole snow, like, frozen thing? And then I was like, I don't give a shit. Who cares? This music is fucking sick. I think I just, like, got I got New Englander for a second. I was like, what do you all know about snow? Like, what? Like, yeah, frozen exactly. ice? Like, do you guys know that shit in Texas? Then I was like, I don't care. Like, I do not care. Them, you know, if Florida can have a fucking uh, hockey team, then Texas can have one right. cold thing yeah. death metal band. <laughs> yeah. Who am I? Yeah, and who am I to give a shit anyway? But yeah, been been obviously nonstop playing that. Creeping Death, another one of their like brother sister bands. They seem to play mm-hmm. with a lot. I love that band. Excuse me. Oh well, Mike, be back. We got Is you it- back. Nice. Yes, I was talking about Creeping Death. I love Creeping Death a yeah. lot. Uh, we played with them at this festival in Massachusetts called RPM Fest, and their like table was right next to ours, and they were fucking the coolest dudes. Like we we were doing the music, nerding out conversations. Oh really? About really? They were fucking yeah. only the coolest dudes. <laughs> <laughs> they were yes, exactly. They had, they were very they were very particular. <laughs> well, only fuck these guys. <laughs> yes, uh, but no, they were super cool, and uh, I, I I love their music. Um, Necrot. Been yeah, nonstop playing that. Can't get enough of that. Have you heard of this band, Vomit Forth? No. They're like, I don't know if they're, I think they're, they are, they might, they're, I think they're New York based, but I saw them at St. Vitus when I saw Sanguisugabog. They opened for them and they blew mm-hmm. me the fuck away. The lead singer came out in like unironic John Davis, like sweatsuit, Adidas tracksuit pants. So I was immediately sold on the jump. And then they ended up being like super fucking heavy, like in, in the vein of like some of the bands that we're talking about, like Creeping Death and Sanguisugabout, just like the mm-hmm. ultra heavy primitive death metal shit. So that's that's like in terms of what I've been blasting recently for heavy stuff. Uh, oh, uh, that band Coffins. Are you, are you familiar with that Coffins band Coffins kicks from ass, Japan? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that new record I was I love. They re-recorded an old song that I loved on it, and then they also had the I Hate God cover. Oh my gosh, so good! And there's like a live version. There's a live version of the I Hate God. They do Sister Fucker, and there's like a they do a live. There's a live version on there, and it's just so sick because like right before the song starts, like the vocals is like. Sister fucker, and then they like go into the song. It's so good. Like uh, if I was had seen that loud, I would have lost my 
bring your mind. So that's probably like in terms of shit that I've been bumping a lot for heavy. And then outside of heavy, I've been bumping uh, a lot of uh, Sturgill Simpson, like for country, country stuff. Good. Yeah, I liked, yep. uh, I only listened to one of the things he did last year, but that was that was good. I liked the yep. first one. So there's um, uh, Orville Peck. I don't know if you're familiar with this yep. artist. He's yep. like this I like Orville. cowboy guy. Yep. Uh, Charlie Crockett. Are you familiar with him? He's uh, this guy from down, I believe he's from Texas, but it's really He's got he's got a few records now in his discography, but they're all bangers, like top to bottom type listens. Mm. So if you're into that type of stuff, you would really like them. Have you a uh, Lost Dog Street Band? It's uh, I've heard kind of, of like a yeah. folk country. Yep, folk. I actually uh, speaking of Dave that we were bringing up before, I I had an awesome moment like seeing Lost Dog last year, uh, not expecting to see any metalheads, and I walked through the doors and he's the first person I see. So we just had a, a like a rowdy <laughs> night together. It was awesome. Nice. Um, Yes, it was it was very good, and then uh, let's see what else were new. I guess let me think of like um, maybe like in the hip hop realm of something new that I've been listening to there. Oh, uh, not super new, but I've been so heavy on Megan The Stallion or Megan The Stallion. <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with her. She did I a mean, Tiny Desk on NPR, and it blew me the fuck away. Yeah, it blew me the fuck away. She's so good. I hadn't. I just. Somebody hadn't hit me with lyricism in that way since like, like a, like a big L or like something like that. She just knocked mm-hmm. me on my ass. I just appreciate it so much. And to, the fact that like, I've, I've seen a lot of hip hop shows over the past few years where it was like kind of like when they're uh, live shows, I'm talking uh, and they're kind of like doing like a karaoke almost like it's being like the music is being played. Like I saw Suicide Boys, for instance, down in, in Coney Island. And it was like, the music is just kind of be with the vocals is being played behind them. So they're just kind of on stage, like acting it out, yeah. you know, like doing the part. So it was like, okay, like this is fun and hype because it's like the music over really loud speakers and the energy is great. But, you know, in terms of actual performance and entertainment, I was like, oh, this is a little, and I don't know, like is all hip hop like this? And I saw a few other shows that were also like that. So then to see like her come out and perform like, She's doing the cadences, like, all hard. She's, like, you know, barely losing breath, staying with it. I was like, this is tight. This is really cool to see somebody actually performing. (laughs) Um, So I've been blown away by her. And uh, also, uh, I guess in the hip-hop world, uh, Denzel Curry. I've I've been super into him recently. Anything that he seems to put out, I've been really into. He did a cover. Uh... Uh, maybe a year ago at this point, it, must, it was definitely pre-pandemic, I believe, of Bulls on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. I don't know yeah. if you've seen it. I've there's seen a YouTube, it. there's a YouTube video of him actually recording the song. It's mm-hmm. like the in-studio session. If you watch that, you will fall in love. I don't know if you were ever a Rage Against the Machine head growing up or whatever. Oh yeah, definitely. But, oh boy, he not he delivers tenfold. It's so cool. Like he incredible performance. Clearly a Rage Against the Machine fan clearly put his heart into doing this cover, took it serious. And it's like not one of those half-ass, like mm-hmm. weird, dumb metal hip hop crossover things. It's like a fully authentic, badass <laughs> cover of Rage Against the Machine. You should definitely check it out. All right. I definitely will. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else, like in terms of new stuff, I feel like covered pretty much where I'm at in terms of heavy, then you got the country hip hop and stuff like that. Yeah. That's basically where I'm at with new stuff. My buddy suggested, you know, Arm and Hammer. Like the bacon soda? Yeah, but there's a rapper and his name is Arm and Hammer. No, I haven't heard that. Oh, shit. 
It's it's really All good. Right. Let, me, let me look it up. Oh, fuck yeah. Called. It's called Haram. H-A-R-A-M. Armand Hammer. Okay. Yes. Now you're now. All right. I have not looked this. I have not. I've now that you're saying that. I know. I've definitely seen this name cropping up in different spots. I have not checked this out yet. But now that I have your additional cosign, I'm definitely going to be looking. Into yeah, it. It, it kicks ass. Um, and then outside of that, uh, the new Orphan Donor album was really good. It's more of like I, I don't know what you would call it. Sort of like post sludge, ambient grind. I don't know. They're one of those bands, you know, they're grindy, but they have some uh, uh, like atmosphere to them, but really good, really kick ass. And then I think I'm pretty much um, with everybody else saying that the new Dead Heat record is fucking amazing. Oh, baby. I am with you, brother. Oh, man. Yeah. When that single Two Cents came out, oh, I was locked. I was locked. Oh, it's so good. I liked it before that, but I was like, it's dude. so good. Yep. Like, yes. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, you like all right. So you like some shit like that too. Like that's yeah. Okay. Like Are you familiar that. with Mind Force? Yeah, Mind Force is good too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Have you heard of that band Enforced from Texas? I think they're from Texas. Yes. Love them too. Yeah. Killer. Killer. Killer shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enforced kicks ass. Um. Yeah. I. I like. Yeah. I like a lot of the 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 death. Not all of it. Some of the death metal gets a little samey here and there. Kind of like you know, Doom kind of goes through the same thing too. But. Yeah, when you stick it yeah, out, yeah. man, like those guys. But yeah, Dead Heat, it's so good. Like, uh, I, I foresee mm-hmm. that showing up on a lot of end, like best of lists at the end of the year. I hope so, for sure. Yeah, I, any playlist that I've been making in recent days has had two cents on it. Or in that other one, uh, Far, whatever, Fallen, I forget what it's called. Far, against the F. But yeah, Heaters. Heaters! It's got like classic vintage metal on it. Like, they just yep. straight, like, like classic era metal that and it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like it's aping it it just shows up for the right amount of time like there's their interlude Agreed. is literally just like the beginning of like a maiden song it's just like it's got those echoey fucking notes and everything yep. mm-hmm. totally dude totally agree very tasteful done well so uh is there anything you want to plug got anything um, coming out down the line with yep. uh yes over Camp we got uh, we have a show in New York City coming in September. Are you familiar with um, the, like the, I, th- I guess it would be considered a bi-monthly or I, I, I uh, oh, how, to doom? How, oh, to doom. Yes, yes, yes. I was trying to are figure out how to work. Are we supposed to talk about this? Oh, we can. I mean, we're. Uh, okay, uh, I don't we, know. We, I'm, we, actually, I'm actually talking to Claudia tomorrow, so. Oh, killer. Yes. Well, she's definitely going to be bringing it up, of course. But I I mean, I can talk about it to the extent of I know that we are playing on okay. Wednesday, September something. September. Let me look. I want to say 20 seconds, but I don't want to mess it up that either. Looks correct to me. Wednesday, September 22nd. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, so we are amped about that. I'm not sure what we're playing with yet, but we said yes immediately when the offer came through. Absolutely love Claudia. Absolutely love Ode to Doom. We've had excellent turnouts and responses from the crowd at every Ode to Doom. So I highly look forward to that. That is our first New York show back. We have a show coming up in July in Boston uh, at the Middle East, which is like kind of like a legendary club uh, in Boston that we're happy to return to. We're going to be, I believe, at this moment in time, one of the like first metal shows that's going to be like actually happening at the Middle East and in the area. So it's going to be kind of be nice to be in that first wave. And I'm so fucking excited to 
deliver and bring it because it's pent up. <laughs> it's pent I, up. Yeah, I I'm, can just, imagine. I'm ready to party. <laughs> I'm very ready to party. So we have those two things lined up at the moment in terms of stuff that's solidified on the books and other stuff slowly creeping in that I can't, that I can't, it's not too confirmed yet, but beyond that, that's what's on the table. We've been doing a shit ton of writing. We're definitely set to deliver like on our third record. Hopefully in the beginning of 2022, we're going to be like, I think right now the way we've been talking about it is our, our hope to be returning to the studio just before 2022. Uh, begins. Um, and it seems like we're on a good trajectory for that based on where we are with in, the, in the writing and everything. And I think lastly, the one thing I would love to plug is just if for the people, anybody listening, if they haven't already checked it out, is to check out the Dirty Mangy Dog series on YouTube. It's a four-part uh, mini-series, and it's kind of like a, I don't want to say a documentary about the band, but it's kind of a documentary about four dudes playing heavy music and a mini doc a mini doc yeah i think it's just uh kind of gives a good a good view into the goings on of just like what what it's like traveling around going to different shows interactions between uh band members who are all also best friends and definitely like sort of sets the tone and gives you an idea of like what this band is all about clearly very party party oriented clearly very like fun good time oriented so if anybody has the uh, opportunity to check that out get stoned and throw that on in the background i think you'll enjoy hell yeah and go buy all leather lung stuff Bandcamp, magnetic yeah we, we did get a song featured on their black sabbath uh comp that redux series that they do we did hole in the sky mm-hmm. which was a fucking blast to do um so yeah if, if people haven't checked that out that available on wax uh, available for streaming and all that jazz we uh, when we went in and did that cover magnetic guy hit us up to do that cover and we took the opportunity to also record that um silver chair cover at the same time you know going back to the uh the conversation you and i were having about the the love of 90s silver chair definitely being up there so that's uh, another thing i like to put out there to people you know that leather lung silver chair cover that's definitely a good vibe of uh, where we're coming from. All '90s kids, super influenced <laughs> by that type of stuff. I fucked around with a little silver chair back in the day, not a ton, oh, yeah. but a little bit. Yeah, just enough. They're good. <laughs> just enough. Cool, man. Well, thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. I'm glad we finally got to do it. And uh, we'll be too. neighbors. We'll be neighbors soon. Oh, I can't wait, dude. We'll be cracking beers together over at Peter Steele's bench for sure. Oh yes, definitely have to give. Uh, <laughs> old Pete a, a visit drink under the yep. tree no question no question brother thank you for like i said i know we had it was a little uh a little bit difficult in the beginning we were trying to set this up but i'm so happy we were actually able to follow through and make it happen this time it was uh yeah. my absolute pleasure to uh do this and i'll be happy to return anytime i can't wait to see you in real life brother yeah man we got to be, we definitely <laughs> got uh we definitely got to link up when we get out there and you know not that not that i don't know anybody in brooklyn but it'll be good to you know know folks are around and you know you can just hit them absolutely up you want or whatever yep you're goddamn right i got yeah. a whole crew of friends big, yeah big news on the diary of doom front definitely going to be yep. uh getting to know the new york the new york contingency a little bit better mm-hmm. as i was and then we and so really re- interrupted <laughs> yeah right for real so you said i know not, not to drag it out but you said you're talking to claudia tomorrow yeah tomorrow i'm talking to claudia Hell yeah. Tell her I said hi. She's the best. I definitely will. I'm excited that you're talking to her. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Thanks again, man. And stay safe out there. 
and we will definitely be seeing more of each other in the future. And that'll do it for this chapter of the diary. Absolutely, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you.
to make sure I. Where's my pen? <laughs> uh, whatever. Not that fun. All right, just I just had to write that down so I don't forget because I know I. Will. I literally, I'm the same way. Trust me, I got a notebook in front of me because I. Like I said, I all, all that's up here is weird, random Slayer trivia and fucking dumb facts about Ozzy Osbourne. That's all I got left up in this goddamn brain. 